Monday, Thanksgiving week. We are all excited to be back since the sandbox is here, guys. What's up? How we doing? Feels good to be back on the mic after a long weekend. Yep, definitely feels good to be back. How we doing, guys? Kev's back off sabbatical. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> weekend for the kids. <laughs> I know, I know. It feels like forever since we've done this, uh, like, recorded, period. Yeah. I don't know why. It just feels like it's been a while. But, um... A classic segment, disappointing and impressive. Uh, the Raiders disappointed me to no end this week. In a big spot, could have tied the Chiefs, have to play them this week, and they just laid an absolute goose egg versus the Jets. Like, that was terrible. Three yeah. points. They had 208 total yards. And I would say that like this game that just passed was just as important to the Raiders as this upcoming week versus the Chiefs. I mean, if they had won that game and at least have showed up, you know what I mean? They would they would have higher hopes go, going in playing mm-hmm. the Chiefs. But when you're going against arguably the best quarterback in the league and you're expecting to, to try and tough tough your way to the top of the division when you just lost to the Jets, it's just like, I don't really know what's going on there. It seemed like they, they weren't even prepared, and that's unlike a Gruden team. Yeah, it was that was terrible. Um, they just like it was just it was embarrassing. Honestly, yeah. it was real embarrassing. It was only two turnovers. Like they had possessions, they just couldn't move the football. Like the Jets D, even though they hurt, they showed up, man. And that's a, it's a good embarrassed team to come yeah. back next week. No, you're right. But I, Lou, I'm gonna stick with your trend with with a team that couldn't move the football and. The Green Bay Packers didn't look good. I mean, I didn't expect that type of a game versus the 49ers. I mean, I know the 49ers are a top team. Like, their offense played awesome throughout the game. Like, props to Jimmy G. He had a really good game versus them. Like, their defense really showed up. Like, Bosa was a huge factor. I just – I definitely expect a team that's going to be a, a top seed in, in the NFC to, c- to compete better than that, you know. I mean yeah. – their offense looked stale. Rodgers looked, like, stiff, and, and that defense didn't show up. So Yeah, that's funny because that's, that's two embarrassing losses in California. Yeah. They have literally not won a game. Compet- they haven't even been competitive in California. I don't know what it is. Maybe they just – They just need that cold weather. Yeah. <laughs> but, Kev, what do you got for a disappointing team? So, my disappointing team this week was the Eagles. Um kind of a weird game I mean I was definitely expecting it to be a close game so you know I mean we we got that but they only put up nine points and 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 Carson Wentz looked horrible I mean he looked like like Sam Donald would say like he was seeing ghosts you know what I mean (laughs) I don't know I mean Kev you think that was because like his receivers or, or just like he had a bad game as well I mean I don't know because some of the throws like he like there was at least one interception that I remember off the top of my head where he literally threw it, like, right at the guy. Like, there wasn't even, like – he couldn't yeah. even blame it on, like, his receiver or anything. He just threw it right at him. And, like, this is a guy that's supposed to be, you know, your franchise quarterback. I mean, I think Carson Wentz will be fine. I just – he looked horrible Sunday. And, you know, I mean, Fair they enough. held Seattle to 17 points. Like, if you can hold Seattle to 17 points, like, a lot of the time you're going to win that game. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, you just got to have some sort of offensive efficiency. Exactly, which they didn't at all. So, I mean, their defense looked good. I mean, like I said, they held Russell Wilson and, and Seattle to 17 points. But their offense, yikes. Yeah, nice. I, I expect uh, Howard to be back next Sunday. So, I mean, I, I know they were banged up. Ert, Ertz and Goddard both played. And I thought I thought Goddard had, like, like a solid game. But, like, it wasn't wasn't what I expected when I put him and Ertz in my top five receivers. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, Goddard had seven catches. But, like, 
for those seven catches to only go for not even 40 yards. It's just like, come on. Yeah, it was terrible. And, yeah, Cosmo Wentz was my, my disappointing player. I mean, there you go. just embarrassing. I, you were at home. You knew the Cowboys were going to lose. You just lost to the Pats, trying to turn it around at home. Defense, like Kev said, the defense has been playing better. It wasn't them. It was just they can't get it together. It's when one – one side is great, the other side's terrible, and, and they really need to figure some things out there because and, it, that division's still close. And not, I mean, even last, was it? Yeah, last week against the Pats, their offense didn't look that good either. And yeah. I mean, obviously, I know the Pats defense is up there with, you know, arguably the best defense in the league, but still, I mean, that's two weeks in a row where you're playing teams that, you know what I mean, well, both going to be in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, those are defenses you have to beat. I mean, one way or another, whether, you know, no matter what the problem is, they have to figure it out if they even want to have a shot of making the playoffs. I mean, that was a big loss for them on Sunday. So No, you're right. And my disappointing player just happened to be James White. I mean, I thought he was going to be, like, the person for the Pats that moved him up and down the field this game. I was just like, no Sanu, no Dorsett. Like, Sony hasn't been running the ball well. Like, we all – like, it's visible that Edelman's banged up. You know what I mean? So, the one healthy guy they have, it just – I don't know, like, if, if things weren't schemed up for him, like, Brady just didn't look in his direction, like, like what it was. But he he had zero production. I just – I don't yeah. know. It's crazy. Yeah, I hear you on that. Kev, who disappointed you the most this week as a player? Was it uh, Wentz or – Well, I mean, he did disappoint me. I didn't have him on my list. Mine this week was Josh Jacobs. And I think – I mean, to go off what you said, Lou, I think it was just a bad game for the Raiders, you know, all around. Can't really put the blame on – on Jacobs or, or any one guy. But, I mean, like we said, you're right there for the division. You're coming against a team that's been struggling all year. Like, that should have – the game should have never got that out of hand. And, I mean, like I said, I said it last week, Josh Jacobs is really, you know, besides really Waller, the engine of their offense. And yeah. the, the fact that he had 10 carries for 36 yards and, and that was all he did. I mean, you, you got to get him going. Like I said, I can't blame it all on Jacobs. It's it, it's a team effort, but I mean, the coach should know to get him going and get him going early because that's one of the ways you're going to win the game is if he's if his is if he's having a good game. So yeah. I mean, he was my disappointing player. I think that was just a bad game. I think he'll bounce back, but uh, definitely a disappointment this week. Yeah, for sure, Lou. You want to hop in with some impressive? Yeah. So my impressive team and player go hand in hand. Um, it was the Niners and Kittle. I mean, Kittle just came off an injury. Wow, he looked good. Big injury, yeah. I mean, six catches for 129 yards um, and a touchdown. I mean, the guy's a monster, and he blocked absolutely everything in his way. Uh, he's, he's hands down, in my opinion, the best tight end in the NFL when he's healthy. Yeah. He's just that good, and uh, they just look great as a team. I mean, they held Green Bay to 198, point, 198 yards, and they were one for 15 on third down and one for five on fourth down, so – can't get much better than that, just domination at home. And it's exactly what they needed going into Baltimore. And, and Ian Chop and Zion, they've had the toughest schedule so far for a great team, and they stepped up every every time. Yeah, and, and Lou, I, I also have the 49ers as an impressive team. And I I always had my doubts on the 49ers early in the year and, and still kind of do like with Jimmy G. But Jimmy G showed out against that Packers defense. I kind of been raving about like their secondary and those young corners that they have, but it was just kind of like they were non-existent. I mean, 37-8 victory versus, versus another one of the top NFC teams. I mean, you can't make much more of a statement than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can't. 
honestly, you literally smacked. Like, that was embarrassing. Yeah, a lot of people thought the Packers were going to win. I mean, and the, like I said, the 49ers just they, – they, they played to win. My, my impressive team this week, and this was really kind of a meaningless game, so, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, this game flew under the radar, but my impressive t- team this week was the Titans. I think that was a huge win. You know, not not so much for, you know, any playoff, anything like that, but just, I mean, just a good moral win. Jacksonville, that's a team that easily could have came in and beat beat the Titans, you know what I mean? Like, that's not that's not a horrible team, and the Titans put up 42 points. And, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, for that offense, that's an achievement, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> yeah. I don't know if, you know, I don't know, like, I got to ask you guys, like, what is, you know – What's the deal for next year? Do you think Mariota? Like, what's going on? I mean, God. Tannehill's playing good. Yeah, how can gone. you? How can you? I don't even. You know what I mean, like, how can you? I don't think it's a guarantee that Tannehill's the quarterback next year either. I mean, he's definitely playing better than Mariota did for sure. But I, I expect Mariota to to probably get like a, like a one year deal somewhere, just kind of like a prove it deal before he can get like any, any like significant contract. Um, but Tannehill's definitely giving himself a shot, and I think I think if Tennessee signed him back um, and just kept him around the team. And even if they wanted to draft a quarterback, let it be a competition and whoever's playing the best, like has, has the hand, you know? Yeah. It's a good way to develop a guy. I mean, you just have someone in front of him and let him take over once he, once they, the older guys are on his course, that's what we've seen countless times and it's proven to work. Yeah. And, and Tannehill, especially, I mean, you, you know, if, if he got the chance to play 16 games, he ain't playing all 16. And no, <laughs> he's definitely going to miss some time there. But, uh, I, I have from, from my impressive player, Frank Gore, and I know he didn't have that great of a individual game, but let's just shout out the dude that, that never really got, like, the, the clout, the fame, like, looking uh, while, while we were growing up. I mean, third all-time on the rushing list, over 3,500 rushing attempts, over 15,000 rushing yards. And by the end of the year, he'll get to over 80 touchdowns. Like, he, he never had more than 1,300 rushing yards in the season. Like, the dude's just, just like a model of consistency year in and year out. And I I don't know. Why, why should he stop? I mean, people doubted him for, for probably the past six, seven years playing in the NFL, having success. And look at where that's got him today. So, what, why not go in, until uh, he can't no more? Yeah, one of the most underrated players ever. And still going, dude. Good for him. Yeah. Ride it out until the wheels fall off. That's yeah. it. Keep getting your money. My impressive player this week, uh, this was a guy that, you know, I've had on my fancy team, but, you know, depending on on weekly matchups, you know, whether or not I start him. And I didn't start him this week, and I regret it. And that was Allen Robinson. I think – I said this last week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you did. And six catches, 130-yard, 31 yards, and a touchdown. It's a pretty good game, especially like we've been talking about on the show for given the whole quarterback situation in Chicago, that's all the more impressive. He played the Giants. Come on. Right. I mean, <laughs> obviously, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. It's the Giants, kind of a meaningless game, not really any playoff, you know, but still the stats atmosphere are huge. to it. But still, like I said, the stats are huge. And, and like I said, for that quarterback situation, for a guy to have, you know, that good of a game, just goes to show, like, he must have he just been dominating those quarterbacks. Like, the fact that Trubisky was able to give him, you know, that many targets and throw for that many yards like just goes to show how good Allen Robinson can be on any given day yeah you know as long as everyone's on the same page yeah and and we know uh after after this episode's over we got Monday Night Football coming up Ravens versus Rams Ravens going to Cali to to play the Rams and the Ravens are a 
three and a half. I mean, they're not a they're not a favorite. The Rams are the, the I'm messing this up. The Rams are getting three and a half points versus the Ravens. Yeah. Guys, I did it. Wow. Who do we think is going to cover the spread tonight? Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? What do we got? I'm going to take the Ravens minus three just because, I mean, they've been more consistent. They've been, they've been hot and they've traveled well and they run the football. And that's the one thing that travels uh, defensive running the football. Only chance the Rams have is if they run the football well and early. And, and that's it. Honestly, I wouldn't trust Goff in this offense to, protect him and let him consistently throw the ball downfield. Yeah, I mean, hopefully I can speak here, but I, I think the Ravens cover cover the spread, and I think they get the victory. I think the score will be a low-scoring game, though. Like, the Rams' defense has been pretty solid. Uh, I don't think the Ravens will have that great of an offensive game, but I think Lamar will still get his mocking or my pound one in. I don't expect the wide receivers to do anything, though. Yeah, I agree on that. Yeah, Kev, who do you think wins the game? I, I agree. I think Baltimore wins. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go near the spread because I don't talk spreads. But uh, <laughs> you know, because a win's a win. But no, I think I think Baltimore will win. I think I actually think the opposite. I think it will be a high scoring game. I agree with you. I don't think Baltimore's receivers do much, but I do think it'll be a high scoring game. Uh, not not too high scoring. Maybe like a like a 28 24 type game. You know what I mean? Something like that. But no, I definitely see Baltimore. Coming out on top, I mean, they've, they're hot. They got the, they got the young, good quarterback. They got Mark Ingram. Like, it, it, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. The Rams, you know how I feel about the Rams. I think they've always been an up-and-down team. And, you know, what Rams are we going to get tonight? The up Rams or the down Rams? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah, Now, we got for our last uh, little thing that we want to talk about was, was with this Pats and the Cowboys game. Gilmore holds Amari Cooper catchless. I mean, Gilmore is playing – I mean, he's got to be playing himself into defensive player of the year for sure at this point, right? No, definitely. Yeah. Um, I got – like last week I, I ranked Cooper really low on my fans' ranks. I think I had him at like 10 yeah. at best. Uh, and I Not like I'm surprised. I mean, it's the best corner in the league, best defense in the league. And, yeah, the dude's just doing historic things. I mean yeah. – they, they throw the ball at him 50 ty- 52 times all season. The dude's only caught it 22 times. So yeah, that's crazy. Literally, like, you have a better shot at throwing it downfield with your eyes closed than, than throwing it at him. And I think Gilmore has been, like, a top corner in the league for a while. He just probably never got, like, the recognition when he was with the Bills because the Bills stunk at the yeah. time, you know what I mean? Um, so the Pats, when when they signed him to, to like, the, the big deal that, that he got, I think it's, it was $14 million a year at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's like, wow, the Pats finally paid somebody. But they just know how the business works. Like, if you were to wait another year for, for the top market corner, it's like, that that's $17 million. That's $3 million difference. And it's like, you, you can have a backup guy that you pay $3 million to that's significantly better than just any bum off the street. And that's where the money matters. So, I think I think Gilmore and Ramsey are, are both arguably the best corner, but but Cooper is as good of a test as it gets on, uh, with wide receivers, and we're gonna have another interesting test this this upcoming week with D Hop. So yeah, well yeah, we'll definitely see how that goes. I mean, that's if if he really hell holds him to uh, an un D Hop like game, then yeah, he's defensive player of the year for sure because there hasn't been a matchup all season that's that he's failed at. So what what would you say, like Kev, if, if if D Hop caught sixty yards, that that would definitely be a, a disappointing game, no? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, 
And and the other dude, the other thing with Gilmore is like, yeah, he held Cooper to no catches, but he also held him to two targets, which is like even crazier. I feel like because for a guy that's you know pretty much a solidified number one option in the throwing game to be held to two targets, like that's just unreal. Like it's it's one thing if he had like seven targets, you know what I mean? But he just like couldn't reel one in. Yeah. Well, like if you're that good that the other team you look your literally way. like. If, if you're that good of a defender that the other team coming in in a big game, need a win, can't even look at their number one receiver, like, you know you're doing something right. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's just crazy. Like, it's definitely impressive he held him to no catches, but I think the two targets was even more. It's like, like, I can only imagine, like, what the Dallas offense was feeling. Like, like all right, like, our number one option, like, he's on the field, but we can't throw it to him. So. Yeah. And, Lou, we know how Jerry Jones felt about the coaching in the game yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I would say that, that the result of that game did have, have a lot to do with bad coaching. I mean, bad play calling, bad, bad schemes, like, drawn up. And, like, I would think that a game versus the Pats, it, it would be a Zeke-heavy day. And it just seemed like like since Dak had the hot hand, they were just trying to get him going. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know, like, how, how many more chances Jason Garrett needs. Yeah, I, I think it's getting really absurd at this point. I mean, I saw Jason Woodlock say they paid for a, a Super Bowl contender. They're six and five. I mean, that's just it, it. Just can't work like that. It really can't. They they don't beat good teams. They beat bad teams, and yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I, just who else are you gonna put in there? I get it on Jerry's part, but yeah, it's it, it's run its course. He has to go. Oh, it definitely has, but. I, I think that wraps it up for today's episode. We're recording for you guys again tomorrow and Wednesday. We know that Thanksgiving is on Thursday, so we got a short week. Me and Kev are also going to be hitting the Giants game this weekend, so we'll be NY bound on Friday. Yep, watch for me. Might be doing a couple sideline reports on ESPN. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. I haven't gotten the official word, but don't be surprised. So tomorrow you guys will get a Thanksgiving preview of all of our Thanksgiving games, some games of the week, and then – Wednesday, we'll get you guys uh, the fantasy rankings that, that we all wait for. So make sure you guys stay tuned in throughout the week, and, and thank you for listening. Peace. Ryan Izzo. Booyah.